Hey there, it's Susan Pierce Thompson and welcome to the weekly vlog. In July of 2019, I was in a porta potty in the woods in rural Oregon. And printed out on a piece of paper, tucked into a plastic sleeve, and then taped with masking tape to the inside door of this porta potty was this poem, this statement that hit me so hard that I took a picture of it on my cell phone and I've referenced it over and over since then. It goes like this. Solidarity is not a matter of altruism. Solidarity comes from the inability to tolerate the affront to our own dignity of passive or active collaboration in the oppression of others. And from the deep recognition of our most expansive self-interest. From the recognition that, like it or not, our liberation is bound up with that of every other being on the planet. And that politically, spiritually, in our heart of hearts, we know that anything else is unaffordable. Aurora Levens Morales. I looked her up online. Aurora Levens Morales is a Puerto Rican um, activist, historian, artist, writer, teacher, mentor. Society is inflamed. Hearts are inflamed. Souls are inflamed. And for just cause. An August 20th, 2019 publication in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences documented that over the life course, one in every 1,000 black men in America can expect to be killed by police. Death at the hands of police is the sixth leading cause of death for young black men in America. I see my role in this as being threefold. First, I am who I am. I'm a white, middle-aged, upper middle class white woman living in Rochester, New York. I just said white twice, <laughs> maybe apropos. <sighs> and as such, my job, I think, is to listen. Not talk, listen. To stay humble to the fact that I have blind spots and as such, I can't see them. I don't know what they are. So to stay open-minded 
and listen some more. To seek to understand. I also see my role in that way as um, learning and taking really active efforts to educate myself. about things like race and culture and, and ethnicity, about equity and justice, inclusion, anti-racism. I have a second role and that's as the CEO and founder of Brightline Eating, this movement that maybe you're a part of too. And so at this juncture, even though I did so just a couple months ago, it feels absolutely appropriate, necessary, that I update you again, right now, present day, where are we at with our inclusion work? Where are we at with our work as a company, as a movement? I informed you in July of 2019 that I had hired Trudy LeBron, who is an amazing race, diversity, equity, inclusion coach of uh, people with online movements like myself. She helps them. She's helping us. And we have progressed in these nine or 10 months through the process of the individual work she wanted. I mean, it's not over. It's just that um, Trudy thinks that we've done enough of it now individual work like my work to understand enough of uh, my perspectives and blind spots and biases and history and um, privilege to move now to the team work. And we had a team retreat planned in April in person with Trudy in San Diego with our whole Brightline Eating team and it got canceled because of COVID. So the update now is we were waiting a little bit because we, I really wanted to do the work in person. I think it's far more effective to be together, skin to skin, heart to heart, eye to eye, hug to hug. But it's just becoming clear that it's unclear when we'll be able to get together in person. So we have scheduled a two-day team retreat for the Brightline Eating team on August 5th and 6th. August 5th happens to be the birthday of Brightline Eating. It will be the sixth birthday of Brightline Eating. So it feels fitting that we get together as a team on Zoom and do this work then. The work that we'll be doing together as a team is to um, really look at our values and our uh, statement around this stuff and the policies, procedures, practices that we either have not formed or that we need to explicitly reform with an eye to equity, inclusion. Trudy calls it putting the elevator in the building. You ever taken an elevator? Silly question, right? Everyone's taken an elevator. Why do elevators go in buildings? They go in buildings to provide access for people who um, 
couldn't otherwise get up to the second or third or whatever floor. But once the elevator's in the building, everyone benefits. Everyone benefits. So that's where we stand with that. I talked with Trudy this morning for a long, long time. And I talked with another, a member of our team who is responsible for the Bright Lifers community and providing um, a loving, safe environment there. And we talked about this issue of politics and silencing um, people's posts and the fine line between someone's individual experience and a political statement. We, um, I think rightly, in our Brightline Eating support, online support communities that are designed to um, provide safe space for people to process their Brightline Eating journey and get and receive love and support. Um, we keep um, potentially really uh, heated divisive topics like politics and religion and so forth outside, but people are welcome to share their own experience. And Trudy was talking with me this morning about how um, individual experience can sound political to certain ears um, and it's still their individual experience, right? So um, she's helping me educate my team to just to make sure that our definition um, of what's allowable is broad enough to allow for anyone's individual experience to be posted. You know, for example, someone saying, I had to walk through the riots this morning, all, all the grocery stores in my neighborhood are boarded up and looted and I can't find any Brightline food. It's not a political statement, it's an individual statement. My hope, my expectation in this team retreat that we will have on August 5th and 6th is that we will be looking again at our values. I love the values we have. They're on our website for anyone to see, and I think they're incomplete. There's beautiful things on there that I stand by. Love, unstoppability, generosity, integrity, all kinds of stuff community, service, and I think two things are missing. Equity and inclusion. And I hope my team will see it that way and that we will include those. Inclusion is, you know, it's the idea that I want anyone who comes into Brightline Eating to feel welcomed, to feel seen, to feel thought of in advance, to feel like a grand, beautiful table is spread out before them where they can sit, be with us, that they are loved and welcome. Equity is that everyone gets equal access to the transformation around here to manifest that transformation fully. Equal results, not just equal access. Which might mean 
allocating resources with that in mind. Right now, we're not doing that. We're publishing a paper right now on two-year outcomes. And I, would, I was just looking over the data. And so I knew that I had this um, demographics table in that paper. So I took a look at it this morning. And sure enough, there is unequal dropout over the two years among people of color versus people who self-identify as white. Unequal dropout. So our programs are predominantly white, but that gets more so if you look two years out. Which means unequal manifestation of the transformation that we offer here. I was talking with Trudy about it and we both got excited and curious. Like, why is that? There could be all kinds of reasons. There's one very simple reason, which is, you know, when you show up and you don't see uh, people who look like you, then, you know, over time, it becomes hard to stay there and you, you know, go where there's more people like you. I mean, that's just basic psychology. Um, similarity attracts similarity. It's not a fancy principle, right? It's like 101 textbook. Um, but there could be other reasons too. And we started to throw around ideas and there's ways to investigate that and there's ways to rectify that. So, we're still doing that work. I'm excited that we're doing that work. I have a third role too. And that's as, I don't know what the term is, they all feel kind of awkward to me, thought leader, uh, influencer, whatever, person with a platform. Which means the stakes are higher and it's incumbent upon me to do my best to think carefully and to have thoughts worth sharing. I have a couple thoughts. One thought I have is that You know, in Bright Line Eating, we help people lose weight. And we help people get free from tiresome, chronic, maddening food obsession, cravings, compulsions. It's what we do around here. And we do it grounded within an, an addiction framework, a food addiction framework. I educate people about the neuroscience of food addiction. And as an addict myself in recovery, hitting bottom is a thing. It's often a very necessary thing. It's an inflection point. It's a turning point. It's a surrender point. It's not always pretty. And it looks to me a little bit like society is hitting a bottom. Here's what I know about bottoms, because I've had a lot of them. I had one that really stuck. It was August 9th, 1994. You've probably heard or read the story. But I'd just turned 20 years old and I was in a crack house and I was a prostitute. And I had a moment of clarity. I hit bottom and I knew that I had to get out of there or that's all I was ever gonna be. That was the bottom. But a few hours later, I had slept and showered 
and I put my pager on my hip and I was ready to go back to work. And nothing would have changed if I hadn't happened to get taken to an AA meeting on a first date that night. And I found myself suddenly in the world of recovery. And the 12-step programs have morphed and changed through the years and I've tried out different ones and I never publicly claim membership in any 12-step, particular 12-step program because it's against the traditions, but um, I did find the world of recovery and I started working a program on a daily basis. And that's why I'm still clean and sober 25 years later. Bottoms don't mean anything unless they get followed up by a systematic program of action designed to create long-term change. What I can tell you for sure is that long-term sustained behavior change is really hard. There's a mountain of science on that. Really, really hard. And it doesn't come from wanting a different future. It comes from identity change and implementing a proven system of action. I can't speak to what that would look like on a societal level. That is way beyond my area of expertise. On an individual level, I think it means staying engaged in a process of growth and learning about this subject. And toward that end, I've included a link down below this vlog of resources. Mostly free, available in a library, with a click of a button, not hard to access. People have gone to a lot of trouble to provide a lot of education for anyone who wants to partake. Last year I read White Fragility and it was amazing. I highly recommend it. There are so many other resources that are incredible. And having a link to a bunch of resources is not a systematic approach, right? This week I formed a mastermind group. We will be meeting weekly to go through these resources. My work with Trudy, we were doing that. And then she's like, okay, and you know, now we're gonna move on to the team approach. And I, you know, as this all started coming down, I realized, wait a second, that actually kind of means I'm not as engaged with her in the individual work anymore. And I saw that gap. And so this moment in history was the moment to make sure it was filled, that on an ongoing basis, I will be involved in that growth, that discovery. And, and here's my second thought on this, is the conversation. It's important to stay in the conversation, to be willing to have the conversation. And you know what? I don't know if you know this, my doctoral work was uh, mostly on developmental psycholinguistics. Um, 
I know a lot about language and concepts and categories. Um, and it's really hard to have a conversation if you don't have shared language and shared categories and concepts. I deeply believe that that's one of the huge reasons we're struggling right now is lack of shared categories and concepts and language. There are communities that have them, but not mostly across difference. We mostly do not have shared language. And I think it's mostly because most white people haven't done a lot of work on it to get educated about the language and the categories and the concepts. And it takes so much bravery, so much courage to have these conversations, to stay in them. And my hope for all of us as we stay engaged in the conversation is that we can bring as much love and cultural humility as possible because none of us has all the answers. And our blind spots are blind. We don't know we have them. We can do better. We must do better. And it's going to involve a lot of mistakes. There is no way to never blow it on this turf. Like, really, mistakes are guaranteed. And it's okay, just like in Bright Line Eating. It's okay. It's okay to trip up and make a mistake. And all you gotta say is, I didn't mean to be hurtful, I'm really sorry. I will do better. And I gotta tell you, just from the nine or 10 months that I've been really working hard on this work, it's so exciting to develop some cultural competency, some, some language to use, some, some words, some concepts, some categories, to get to the point where instead of just having a vague sense that something maybe not good was just said, to actually really see, oh, I know exactly why, that statement would be really hurtful to someone from a different background. I could explain it, like I get it. I see why that, that was hurtful. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And it's exciting to um, engage with the process and not just be scared and vaguely fuzzy. I don't want my voice to be the last voice that's heard on this vlog. That doesn't feel appropriate. So I don't know if you've seen this yet. If you have, you probably won't mind seeing it again. Kedron Bryant is a 12-year-old gospel singer and his mom wrote this song.
he's done, that will be the end of the weekly vlog. And I'll see you next week. I'm a young black man Doing all that I can To stand Oh, but when I look around And I see what's being done to my kind Every day I'm being hunted as prey My people don't want no trouble We've had enough strong goals I just want to live, God protect me, I just want to live, I just want to live.